welcome to episode 45 of our TM podcast. Um, yeah, my name is Lars and uh, today we are going to talk about the scenario builder. Um, I've two special guests here today. Um, yeah, welcome Matthias and welcome Felix. Uh, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, hello, Lars. Um, this is Matthias speaking. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm uh, one of the developers in uh, transportation management uh, at SAP, and I was uh, involved in the development of the scenario builder. And I hope I can uh, share with you some insights on the tool today. <laughs> I'm sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, okay, so I'm Felix. I'm a developer also at the transportation management in the order management team, and I'm here today with you, Lars. Um, to interview Matthias and to learn more about the scenario builder and what you can do and um, what we can use it for. Yes, and uh, as I said, I'm Lars. I'm also developer in TM in the planning team. And uh, yeah, I'm going to ask some questions as well. Um, so let's dive into the topic. Uh, what is the scenario builder and what is it for? Or, yeah, maybe just a short overview first. Yeah, okay, good question. So uh, the Scenario Builder is a tool that we uh, developed uh, some years back um, and uh, it's uh, meant to be used to create uh, test data, demo data uh, for transportation management. So um, we use it heavily um, for internal tests to, um, to set up um, master data and transactional data for several testers, but it can also be used um, by consultants or um, at, at a customer site to, to prepare test data for uh, regression tests or for proof of concepts. That's the main idea. All right, so it's a tool to um, create, as you said, master data or transactional data in the system. Um, maybe can just explain what are these different types of data? Yeah, sure. So uh, when I talk about master data, I'm referring to um, yeah, master data in TM. So we have different types of uh, this category. And uh, on the one hand side, um, we have uh, the transportation network related data, which is supported by the scenario builder. Um, think of locations, uh, transportation uh, zones or transportation lanes, data that you would uh, typically need in uh, basically every process uh, uh, running in TM. Uh, this is something mm -hmm. uh, you would be uh, able to create with the scenario builder, uh, but also uh, transactional data such as uh, forwarding orders uh, or freight orders that you would uh, probably need for, for testing depending on what you what, what your process is that you want to validate uh, or show and showcase in the system. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned a few of uh, the yeah uh, different um, objects uh, that are <coughs> yeah, supported. Um, maybe yeah, maybe you can uh, tell us which objects are uh, supported in general. So yeah, so it's quite a long list. I hope I I don't miss uh, <laughs> miss one. Uh, so <coughs> as said, from the transportation network, we have uh, lo locations, transportation zones, uh, transportation lanes. We have business partners uh, of all different types. Uh, so we have um, vehicle resources. Um, so when you do, for example, route uh, route uh, planning in TM or mm -hmm. um, load plan, uh, you want to test load planning. Uh, for sure, you will uh, need uh, vehicle resources. This is supported. You can create default routes using the scenario builder. And um, there is also the possibility to um, create different types of settings we have in TM. So um, as you probably know, um, when you do uh, a transportation planning, um, 
be it in the transportation cockpit or um, um, yes. or somewhere else uh, using a, a background report or something, uh, you will need um, a certain set of profiles, um, most prominently maybe the planning profile, but also uh, capacity selection settings. You may uh, want to have a, a dedicated freight unit building rule uh, by which you create your freight units for the scenario. Um, so this can all be um, um, uh, included in a, in a test set um, uh, in the scenario builder and um, for sure also um, customizing uh, settings um, that yes, you need. Okay. Uh, so <coughs> all these uh, yeah, different objects, um, <coughs> yeah, how, how can I, how can I uh, use them in the scenario builder? What, what am I, what are, uh, are I going to do with them? Okay, yeah, uh, let me explain this in more detail. So um, what I what I already mentioned is uh, what's the purpose uh, is, yeah, so you um, of the tool. So you you actually want to have uh, it create data for your testing or for your proof of concept. So the ultimate result uh, should be some real objects in the TM system. But how do you get there? So maybe that's uh, that's the question here. Um, and um, there's actually uh, two different ways um, uh, to do that, depending on um, your, uh, your situation you are in. Um, and uh, the first uh, option I want to explain is um, uh, based on the scenario, you are a consultant um, and you want to do uh, a proof of concept um, or a showcase um, in TM based on some data you receive from the customer. So uh, you got uh, got some Excel files with locations, lanes, all okay, in the cu yeah. customer format. And you now want to um, do a demo based on this data in the TM system. And um, in the past, um, this, or actually it's, uh, if you are not using the scenario builder, this can be quite cumbersome because um, suppose the customer expects you to um, showcase uh, TM with 2000 locations, uh, just a real scenario, then you, <coughs> it will take you some time to, um, <laughs> to prepare all this data in the system. And That's a funny job, right? <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, and um, normally nobody um, uh, wants to pay for for such an activity, and that's why we uh, we want to optimize this in some some way. So, uh, given that you have all this data available, um, then how do you um, actually instruct the scenario builder to create corresponding objects in the system? And uh, this works in a way that you uh, start the scenario builder in the system um, where you want to showcase uh, this uh, process. And um, you will find it um, yeah, in the application administration section. Um, and uh, then you can um, uh, launch it. And um, uh, the first thing you need to do, you have to create kind of a test data set, um, which you in which you uh, want to okay. include um, all the data that is related to this process that you want to demo. And those uh, test data sets we call scenario templates. So just to mention this name, once, uh, so <laughs> important uh, yeah, uh, word. Yeah, we will refer to it uh, a couple of times, I guess. Um, so and um, you will start with a scenario template, um, and you will create one. So in the beginning, it will be um, it will not contain any data. It, you will create it from scratch, mm -hmm. and then you would. Um, download this uh, scenario template to your desktop, uh, for example, and what you will get uh, with this uh, is a zip archive. And uh, the zip archive, if you open it, um, you will find a lot of um, uh, Excel files in it. And given that you are uh, on a um, S4HANA 1909 system, uh, then you will have for each uh, uh, object um, that the scenario builder supports a corresponding file, Excel file, in the template. 
And uh, if you open it, um, you will see um, the the data structure um, that we uh, that we foresee for each object or or data model, more or less. Uh, um, so. For locations, for example, which attributes um, uh, are supported uh, by the scenario builder, and so they are pre-filled in the Excel. Um, uh, what you will get is um, empty. Um, so depending on the objects, you will have uh, one or multiple sheets in your <coughs> in your Excel file, and on each sheet you will find an empty table, but it will have already um, yeah, table headers um, naming right. the uh, the attributes uh, for the object. But so, uh, by so the you initially create one empty scenario template and this uh, basically provides the the structure and the data model that you can then fill with the with the corresponding data, data right okay. yes okay. that's that's correct yeah so and um um given that you have already an idea what those fields uh, mean so normally we uh, uh, we chose names uh, that um, somehow relate to the fields on the UI so um, it should be um, easily um, matched um, mm -hmm. by someone who knows the original transaction of the object to find out uh, what to fill in uh, into which field but um, right. given that this is not known there is um, the option also to create this scenario template including sample data so when you oh, that's um, great yeah yeah so when you um create the template you will uh, have um, a pop-up um, um, where you can choose i want to have sample data included uh, for each object and this uh, gives you then an even better idea mm -hmm. uh, what is expected by the system because uh, for certain objects we also have uh, mandatory fields and so on and this uh, this you would then easily identify um, what you have to fill and um, based on the data you have okay so um so given that you have now this um this empty scenario template you have all the excel files you can start uh, copying all the data that you have um, um, given by the customer or, or from somewhere else and fill it or maybe or let's say transfer it to the scenario builder format mm -hmm. and uh, once you are done with it for each and every object um, then you can um, upload this scenario template um, back to the system Okay, but uh, just as a question, this step to transfer the data that I've got in some other files to this format uh, is a manual step? Um, yes, you're right. So this is a manual step, so there is no um, um, yeah, automatic uh, way to transfer any uh, format into the Scenario Builder format. So this would be uh, the responsibility of the uh, Scenario Template creator to, to do this tr uh, transfer. Yeah, okay, but given that... Uh for example, you mentioned the, that customers uh, give you example data, for example, well, there would have to be is like some sort of standard to accomplish any automatic conversion to the scenario builder template. So I think yeah. the I mean, since we varieties have, that you can get. Yeah, I mean, since we use Excel, um, there may be ways to, <laughs> uh, to, uh, su to some extent, automate this step. I mean, uh, if you think of locations and... Uh, uh, maybe also the customer data, uh, it will have the, the relevant fields, so street, postal code, house number, and so on, and then you would just copy the uh, corresponding column and uh, copy it to the uh, street or whatever column in the scenario builder format, so um, that makes sense, I would yeah. guess um, it, it's, it's a reasonable <laughs> effort uh, we, we have here. Mm -hmm. And um, so that would mean uh, once you have the data updated in the Excel files and zipped it again so that it really looks like a downloaded uh, a scenario <laughs> template again, uh, um, then um, 
you can upload uh, the scenario template again to the system and thereby replace um, the um, existing empty one that you created earlier. And uh, what should happen uh, is that you now see all the data that you maintained in the Excel also in the scenario builder UI. Mm -hmm. All right, so then you have the option to look at this data in the scenario builder and you can check if all fields are set or... Uh, that's correct. So for each and uh, every object in the scenario builder, we offer um, a detail view um, or basically we we, we show the table contents um, uh, for each object where you can also verify uh, if um, yeah if everything... Normally during the upload, there there should not be any uh, deviations from what you had had <laughs> yeah. in the Excel file. But at any time, you can check in a scenario template in the scenario builder the contents, and um, and uh, just to identify if you have uh, any issues to uh, to fix. All right. Um, so, but up to this point, it's just a yeah kind of view. It's not the merged data or not the um, yeah transferred data into the system. No, it's just the view on the data right exactly so uh, this is impo important uh, to understand so seeing the data in the scenario builder does not mean that you can do uh, anything with it in the system so you cannot uh, start uh, load planning or whatever <laughs> it's it's really just uh, a visualization uh, in the first place of uh, the contents of the zip archives that you that you uploaded so with this you can't do anything more or less uh, um, what you will have to do in order to do your showcase do the demo do your test uh, you will have to create um, the real objects, I want to call it, uh, in the in the system uh, based on this template. And this step uh, we call creating a scenario based on a scenario template. Okay, that, that's the step you have to carry out. All right. Um, <clears throat> are there some different things important to uh, well, that I have to? Um, yeah. Uh, take a look when I want to create a special template, maybe for me or for my colleague. Or um, um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's indeed important. So we have different uh, options in the scenario builder, um, depending on what you want to do. So. Um, Let's start with this use case we were just talking about. Um, so you receive from the customer um, uh, some data and the customer expects you to showcase this in TM uh, just as it looks in their um, third-party legacy system. So <laughs> then the locations have certain names, the, uh, the business partners have certain names and so on. And so in the end, uh, this all should look uh the same in the TM system. Yes, exactly. Uh, if that's your requirement, then you would create a scenario template um, uh, without um, the option personal prefixes. So, um, so a non-personalized uh, scenario template, you could call it. <laughs> And that would mean uh, any data that you uh, added to the scenario template, uh, based on which you later on create the scenario, it will just have all the names that. So the, the original names, so uh, no no adjustments. Uh, it's um, so if the location in the uh, in the Excel from the customer was named zero 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 one, then uh, you would edit in the template with this name, and if you create the scenario, it would also get this name uh, in the right. system. That's uh, that's one use case hmm? to get basically a uh, yeah similar copy. Yeah, it's a more or less one to one copy of the data uh, you had. Hmm? Um, but there is other use cases we also have internally. Um, when you, for example, have uh, several testers uh, that are supposed to um, 
test uh, the same uh, test scenario. Yeah, for example, to validate um, a new development or the customer, mm -hmm. you could think of um, uh, a regression test uh, involving um, several testers after an S SP upgrade or something like this. Then um, you want to have uh, one test set um, that can be used by multiple testers. So, and the problem with this is there are certain objects in TM um, um, that can only be used by one tester at a, at a time. So I'm um, thinking of vehicle resources, for example, mm -hmm. if you have uh, single resources and you want to do a transportation planning, <laughs> if the truck um, is um, uh, utilized uh, or booked uh, for tomorrow at 8 a.m., then uh, no other tester uh, can uh, Uh, use this truck uh, in parallel and so have um, to wait some time yeah indeed <laughs> <it's> free. <laughs> yeah so and uh, as we do not have time and want to parallelize things then uh, then we um, we thought uh, how to um, uh, enable the creation of um, multiple test sets independent test sets mm -hmm. um, based on the uh, same scenario uh, template and um, um, the idea we came up with is uh, these uh, personalized um um, scenario templates. Um, so given that um, your data um, or that you already thought of this during um, the naming of your objects, uh, you can um, introduce um, prefixes, personal prefixes in the names of, uh, of each and every object. So suppose you want to do some um, transportation planning uh, test and um, uh, uh, and you know in the end there will be 10 testers um, that um, should use this uh, scenario templates. That means you will need a number of copies of this data in the system, especially regarding the vehicle resources. Then what you should do is to um, name your locations uh, accordingly or whatever object you want to um, have multiple copies of and you would give it in the first place uh, some, um, uh, some prefix, uh, some generic prefix. Um, so If you, uh, if you use this Excel-based approach, then you would have to insert um, uh, three hashes uh, in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. This is uh, our mm -hmm. standard um, yeah, generic prefix. Um, and uh, then what the scenario builder um, can do uh, when you create a scenario based on a scenario template having those hashes uh, in, the, uh, in the object identifiers, Uh, mm -hmm. then you can it can replace those hashes during scenario creation by any uh, three character prefix that you specify on the scenario creation pop up um all right so but uh i have to yeah uh, pre um fill these hashes uh, manually in my excel file right or uh, yes that, that would be the um the rule you have to follow um because um I mean, you can also omit the step, but what what uh, what will happen then is the scenario builder, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it it cannot uh, replace. Um, so it's going to yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this okay. is more or less a placeholder. If it's available, this those three hashes, then we will have this uh, prefix replace uh, uh, replacement. If not, then not. Mm. Okay. Okay, and yeah. this is uh, then applied to all um, objects that, or all instances of objects that. Um, have the, the three hash prefix or does uh, the whole scenario is uh, then personalized? Or if I uh, say I have uh, a couple of locations that um, can be used by multiple testers at the same time that I only want to create those one single time, is that also possible? Uh, yes, indeed. So um, um, 
Um, it's this uh, this prefix concept is really object specific. Um, so um, given that you have this transportation planning um, uh, test case that you want to have verified by several testers, um, and Suppose only this vehicle resource is really a bottleneck mm -hmm. uh, where you want to have different copies, but um, the test is not um, not about changing location data or something uh, where, where it would really be necessary to I have guess, okay. uh, individual copies of locations. Then you can already have also have a mixture uh, in a in a template, so it's not it's not black and white. Mm -hmm. So you can can have um, um, yeah a scenario with person a scenario template with personal uh, prefixes, but only for some objects um, and um, that makes the tool pretty flexible right so yeah, yeah that, that's true I think we we cover many um, many important mm -hmm. use cases that you could have um, when it comes to testing and and, and demos and um, maybe one thing I want to add so um, we just learned uh, how to create uh, a scenario template based on on data that you have in a different format uh, text file, Excel file, something uh, uh, you received from, from a third, oh, yes. pa third party. Um, another uh, way uh, to create scenario templates that we also internally often use um, for, uh, for test preparation is a different one. Um, uh, coming back to this transportation uh, planning scenario, um, mm -hmm. what you can do is um, you can pr prepare, um, uh, let's say, um, uh demo um scenario in the system so you mm -hmm. you try it out so you know um those testers should test transportation planning you prepare it uh, once in the system mm -hmm. uh you know uh, you have uh, you want to have those personalized um um scenarios in the mm -hmm. end therefore you create locations having uh um a three this character hash. prefix but yeah. this time it must not be um, the three hashes but it can be ah, uh, okay um, your personal prefix uh, whatever abc uh, or mm -hmm. whatever prefix you choose but it uh, it should all the objects that you uh, want to have um, as um, as separate copies there you have to uh, uh, specify the prefix when you create the object and it's important that it's uh, three characters yeah right? that's that's really crucial so <laughs> yeah for objects that where you don't uh, need uh, personal copies in the end there you don't need to um, right. um, add a prefix um, that would mean uh, you prepare all the data in the system you already uh, you also do a dry run you see uh, it's working it's working fine maybe you even did it uh, in the development system or somewhere yes and um, th when you're ready uh, all the data is available you have customizing defined you have transactional data defined you have all the master data defined you uh, uh, really uh, thought about a good naming to mm -hmm. have so this prefix replacement uh, enabled later on then um you would go into the scenario builder and mm -hmm. um, create um, a scenario template. And during this creation, you would say, okay, I want to have this uh, personalized um, prefixes enabled because I know it's it's meant to be used by several testers. I have mm -hmm. um, personal data in this template. And then what you, instead of now downloading it and doing something with Excel, um, forget about this. Uh, <laughs> you would just uh, take the data that is available in the system that you have just created and, mm -hmm. and test drove, um, you would just pick this uh, data and add it to the scenario template. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so meaning um, you can um, 
edit this template, you can choose uh, any object types that you require for your um, data. You will find in a, in a corresponding uh, section in the, oh, okay, in the scenario okay. template. And then using um, yeah, value help uh, dialog, um, mm -hmm. then you can um, mm -hmm. uh, find your objects in the system and add, add the data. Um, <laughs> All right. And uh, then, okay, sorry. Uh, so in, in, in this uh, case, uh, does the scenario builder copy the data into the template or does it reference to the system data as long as it's not being downloaded and uploaded into another system so in case my test i don't know modifies something um will that be affected in the scenario template yeah that's uh, that's a good question so what happens uh, if you uh, take for example location that you created earlier and now want to add it to the scenario template the first thing you have to decide um uh, given that you created a prefix template, if the data you want to add is now prefix relevant. So if this location is not prefix relevant, you, you flag, okay, no, I want to uh, add the data as is in the system to the um, to the scenario template, then all the names would be kept. And um, what uh, the scenario builder does, it, it will um, read all the relevant data from the location that we support in the scenario builder. And this is... Uh, um, important point here um, mm -hmm. um, the, lo the location or any other object in tm may have um, 100 200 whatever number of attributes uh, that you can uh, uh, define in the respective um, uh, maintenance transaction but you won't find all of those attributes in the scenario builder um, so the idea is really to uh, to keep the tool uh, as simple as possible and therefore we focused on um, that from our view the most uh, most important um, um, attributes that typical tests would require um, but mm -hmm. we do it was not the intention really to replace for example official apis um, RPs uh, okay, yeah. that are available, which uh, for sure need to cover uh, most, if not all, attributes. But this is not true for a scenario builder. We have a subset of this data. So, so that's uh, basically the reason uh, why you said that it's for demo purposes or testing scenarios or um, proof of concept. So it's not for the uh, yeah the real data, the uh, productive data, right? Exactly. So um, what uh, what we do not intend to do with the scenario builder is to do the initial master data set, set up for, um, for a productive system or something like this. It really has a focus, as you said, uh, demo testing uh, and uh, proof of concepts. Uh, hopefully we cover um, for those use cases all the relevant uh, data, mm -hmm. um, but um, you will not be able to use the scenario builder um, for data creation in a productive system. So there is some, uh, some check in place that would prohibit this. All right. Okay, so then that's basically, as you said, because you wanted to keep it um, simple so that you can easily set up test data and not have to specify All a million fields, and fields uh, across the whole scenario. Okay, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, coming back to the uh, this step of downloading data out of a system or yeah, getting them out of a system, um, <coughs> you, you said that it's uh, object-based, so you, you, you're not able to create a whole template snapshot or... Uh, is it also possible or just um, yeah, getting the location objects data out of the system or um, you, it's uh, in the end your choice and depending on what you, what you need. So um, 
Uh, a typical test scenario, at least in-house here, uh, would require um, yeah, not only one type of object, but many. So think of this transportation planning example. You will need um, master data for the transportation network. You will need vehicle resources. You may want to have um, your planning profile and so on. So it's really um, um, a lot of data that uh, is required before you can actually do the, the, the test. And... Um, yes. The idea is to have um, the scenario template um, as a self-contained uh, object. Uh, so uh, meaning uh, all the data that is required uh, for the test should be included um, mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the template. So that uh, you should normally be able to uh, create the, the data for your test in any um, system um, having the appropriate release uh, um, without uh, relying on existing data in the system. Mm -hmm. So meaning if you require for your freight unit building a certain document type, freight unit type or um, transportation unit type, then this should be included in the, in the template. So normally uh, uh, then you would have all the objects uh, in, in the template and you would pick them uh, uh, one by one as said. So um, um, if you have a working scenario in the system, mm -hmm. start with locations, uh, pick them and, and the transportation zones and so on. Um, and, um, and you have to be um, aware that you have to, um, that to, um, at, at all the objects that are required. So um, if, for example, a transportation zone uh, is, is necessary for this, uh, for this test scenario <coughs> and if it uh, contains uh, or if it's uh, location-based, a direct mm -hmm. transportation zone, then um, <coughs> yeah, keep in mind to also add uh, corresponding locations to the scenario template mm -hmm. so that whenever you um, use this template to create data in a different system where um, none, of the, none of those objects is already available so that's also the location as uh, a transportation zone can be created because it requires the locations to be there okay so uh, what you mentioned are basically dependencies between objects yes mm. um, yes um, and um, we have those dependencies um, and um, this uh, one example we just learned, um, transportation zones, but there is also others. So uh, think of a transportation lane that refers mm -hmm. maybe to a location or to a, to a zone schedules uh, would have uh, linked to locations. So it's uh, it's mandatory to keep it all together. Uh, so having a schedule with a location sequence, those locations must also be uh, in the template in order to... Um, um, yeah, prevent any errors during the creation. I mean, the scenario builder, uh, what, what happens if you um, create um, a scenario based on a template, it, um, it follows a certain sequence uh, for creating uh, those objects. So starting with customizing, because this is a, the basis uh, for, um, for, most of, uh, for most of the objects, and then um, uh, following the, the typical dependency sequence, we, we then create the, the different object types, uh, locations, then business partners. Uh, Just to mention here, that's basically the next step uh, after getting the data into the scenario template. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, I skipped a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> so once we are done uh, with um, picking all the data uh, from uh, our um, scenario, we prepared in the system our reference scenario, mm -hmm. uh, you could name it like that um, into the template uh, and suppose we uh, we created this this data in maybe 
development system or somewhere else and we want to have it available in the test system main test system yeah. where so just up to this point uh, we had two different options one is uh, yeah to to upload a zip file with the data into the scenario builder um, or to get the data out of the system and now i want to continue right yes that's correct yeah so um At this point in time, it really looks the same. So then you, you cannot really uh, see anymore uh, where this data came from. Um, so you have uh, um, so um, an Excel-based or from scratch created uh, uh, scenario template would now look the same as if you uh, have read the data from the system. So you have mm -hmm. the data in the scenario mm -hmm. builder, you can view it. So it's, it's the same like a snapshot or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, you can think of it like that. So um, coming back to... Um, Felix questions. Um, it's uh, the data in the scenario builder is not linked to um, the uh, the objects in mm -hmm. the system. It uh, uh, by adding data to to the scenario builder, we read the um, important attributes or the supported attributes in the scenario builder and uh, fill the corresponding tables in the uh, scenario template. Okay. Whenever you do changes to those objects afterwards, because you recognize I had a typo in the description of the location or I need to uh, set some flag different, uh, then uh, you would have to re-add um, the data again to the scenario template to update it accordingly. Okay. So there is no automatic uh, right. change. Yeah. So it's it's decoupled. Hmm? Okay. Yeah. And um, now that you have this uh, this scenario template in the scenario builder, it's uh, it's self-contained. It has all the data that is required for uh, for the test. Um, and um, the next step would be you want to prepare for this big regression test or feature <laughs> feature test where you invited all the testers. And but the test is uh, taking place uh, is takes place in the um, uh, main test system. So how to get this data from the development system to the test system. And um, the way to do uh, it is um, by downloading this uh, scenario template again. This time it's not empty, but it's, um, it's, it's containing all the data. So again, you would get a zip archive. And if you open it in the Excel files, you would find everything that you already saw in the scenario builder UI. And uh, you can take this zip zip archive and go to the scenario builder in this in the target system. Here in our mm -hmm. example, this was the main test system, and then upload this scenario template there. And um, if everything works out, which normally should be the case, then you would see the exact same data uh, in the scenario builder of the test system. And from there, it's just one step uh, that uh, is between you and the uh, uh, the objects uh, that you need for. Um, Uh, for testing, it's just creating a scenario scenario uh, based on this scenario template. And um, as said, in this uh, in this example, um, we invited let's say ten testers, and um, each of them uh, should have um, their own vehicle resource, single resources to do proper um, mm -hmm. transportation planning without um, inter inter <laughs> blocking interference, blocking like each other. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why you want to have uh, 10 copies of this data. So how do you do that? Um, so um, when you create a scenario, um, you get a pop-up. And um, we created this template by purpose using this personal prefixes. This is mm -hmm. an attribute of the template. So the scenario builder knows this is a... a um, scenario template where we uh, have the intention to create user-specific copies. And um, the effect is uh, that you will be asked for uh, a personal prefix on the scenario creation pop-up. 
uh, where you would now uh, specify um, yeah, a three-character um, prefix for each test set. So 10 testers, 10 mm -hmm. different prefixes, and um, then the scenario builder would uh, check uh, in which object IDs do I have this uh, this uh, generic prefix and would replace it. Mm? Mm -hmm. So that's the point. And then in the end, you would have those copies. But uh, yeah, this replication of the data <coughs> is say yeah is a additional step to uh, to uploading, or it's it's basically the uploading itself. So you upload it uh, five times with different prefixes, right? Um, actually, it's uh, it's a separate step, and um, by by up. Uh, First is uploading the template. Um, this would just um, give you a scenario template in the target system with those uh, generic prefixes wherever you specified mm -hmm. them in the original um, uh, step when you created it. Mm -hmm. And But um, as I said in the beginning, um, the, the test data as such is not available yet. You just have the template. And, All right. and out of this template, you can create as many copies as you like uh, um, mm -hmm. by, by specifying um, different prefixes for, um, for the data. Um, mm -hmm. So this is really a separate step, but uh, you would always have just one template uh, independent mm -hmm. of the number of uh, copies you want to uh, create in the end. So one scenario template in the scenario builder, and then I can yeah, push the data with different prefixes into the system. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, we discussed that you cannot use the scenario builder to create uh, any kind of productive data and productive systems, but can I use it um, to pick data from productive systems and create a scenario uh, template with that productive data and use this for testing, for example? That, that, is, uh, that is possible and um, could also be relevant um, if you want to uh, prepare. So if you are at a customer site, you were facing an issue in the productive system that you want to uh, reproduce in the test system, maybe to, mm -hmm. um, to send it to the support uh, who should not have access to the productive system, then this is exactly what you can do. Start okay. the scenario builder in the <coughs> productive system pick whatever is uh, relevant for this uh, for this scenario add it to the scenario template and then follow exactly this download upload uh, process mm -hmm. to bring this data into the um, yeah test system where you want to um, reproduce the issue All right. okay. so pull the data out of the productive system download it to a zip file and then upload it again and you have the data in the other system Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the one more general question: the scenario builder is shipped with any TM system, and since when is it is it available? With uh, yeah. Which so um, TM is available um, as uh, two different versions. So we have this uh, NEDB version and uh, TM in S4 HANA. And um, if you are on the NEDB uh, version, then you would uh, need um, TM 9.4 uh, with uh, Service Pack uh, 5. Uh, okay. um, this was uh, the first release uh, of the Scenario Builder um, on this um, on this stack. And then in S4 HANA, um, uh, the Scenario Builder is available as of uh, S4 HANA 17.09 uh, Feature Pack 1. Okay. And um, can I use um, my let's say 1809 scenario template in my brand new 1909 system is that possible uh, good that you ask um, so the scenario templates are uh, release dependent mm -hmm. um, so um, when you create um, um, a scenario template in a in a certain release 
yeah, you, you uh, named the example uh, 1809, then you will not be uh, able to uh, to upload this template in a uh, in a release uh, of uh, or in a system with a different release. Mm -hmm. And this uh, the reason for this is that uh, we um, yeah have also developments for sure for this tool and uh, so um, the releases differ in um, in terms of functionality for the scenario builder so it's not um, it's not directly possible to um, um, yeah to reuse the same data in a different release so um, but still um, there is an um, an option to, um, it requires some manual effort to um, to uh, reuse this data because it would be a pity if you create this uh, <laughs> the scenario template once with high effort and then you cannot uh, reuse it after an upgrade and therefore um, there is a way to do it um, and um, uh, you would have to um, create a scenario template in the um, in your 1909 system um, empty template as uh, as explained download it and with this you would get um, the um, Yeah, the, 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 the latest yeah. uh, data format. So, and yeah. in in many cases, it will look uh, very uh, similar to what what is available in uh, in eighteen oh nine, for example. So yeah. often uh, just uh, small changes. Yeah. yeah. So, so there is a manual effort, but mm -hmm. in many cases, it's very small. Yeah. Right? So uh, in um, in most of the cases, you you will be able to reuse uh, the content we had in in eighteen oh nine without any changes. Uh, Uh, wherever there are changes required, uh, they should be small. Uh, but uh, it would be a manual step to do mm -hmm. this uh, to do this copy of the data of the um, um, 1809 template into the now current format. Um, but uh, once mm -hmm. you did that, and then you can have um, the data also in the newer release. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Um, so we always said that we have to download um, the data into a zip file to yeah um, get it in another system um, so this is the yeah that's the supported way right um, so there's no uh, direct connection or yeah correct so uh, we do not have kind of a transport connection available where you can say uh, i want to uh, um, yeah transport a scenario template to um, to one of the connected follow-up systems so from the dev system to the um, to the um, to the test system or something like this it's, it works exactly um, okay. as we uh, as we mentioned mm -hmm. um, downloading and uploading mainly it's for simplification or um, yeah maybe um, if there is a requirement we can also think about um, um, offering this transport but right. at, at least so far uh, I'm uh, I was not aware of uh, 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 yeah, any requirement in this um, okay. sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, one thing we haven't talked about um, yet are authorizations. So am I allowed to basically as a standard user do anything in the in the scenario builder, take <laughs> any data, uh, <laughs> From the modify <laughs> last templates? Uh, <laughs> of course not. So uh, as, um, uh, as any other um, transaction in TM, also the scenario builder has an uh, authorization concept behind. So uh, every action that you can take in the tool, um, be it uploading scenario templates or creating a scenario, uh, you can uh, restrict uh, for a user um, so, so that he or she cannot do it or can do it for certain templates uh, and so on. So um, this is secured uh, and uh, follows the, the standard patterns we have in, in TM. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Um, 
So when you had created a uh, scenario template out of a system, and um, maybe at some point you want to yeah want to change the data in the system or the data has changed, and you want to update your scenario template, um, yeah, what's the the way to do this? Or yeah, so um, the the data that you see in the scenario builder um, is uh, read only. So um, so in, in the sense that the scenario builder itself is no uh, editing tool. So you can check uh, the data uh, of your locations or vehicle resources or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, <laughs> in, uh, uh, b- uh, but you can only view it. So um, so given that you identify a typo in your location description, uh, you cannot simply say edit scenario template and then correct the typo and uh, save. So this is not possible. Right. You, you only can add or remove objects from the template um, mm. as a whole. So uh, given that you uh, need to change data in the template, it, uh, there is always um, the, those two options. So one is uh, you are in the system where you um, created this reference uh, scenario, or at least where you uh, already created a scenario for this template um, uh, at least once so where you actually have the object in the system then you can go to the normal maintenance transaction uh, correct the typo or change <laughs> the settings whatever and then um, add this data again to the scenario builder and then it would be uh, updated in the template mm-hmm. that would be one option um, given that you um, ha- do not have the scenario in the system you just have this template uh, um, you can um, follow this uh, download. I edit it in Excel and then upload it uh, again uh, approach if that's uh, more suitable. All right. So, yeah, but I think in sum it's a pretty powerful tool um, to yeah replicate data for tests, demo purposes, and all these things, right? Um, so Yeah, of course. So um, we... Um, Really got uh, a lot of positive feedbacks uh, feedback over the over the past years, uh, where we had consultants preparing proof of concepts, and it was uh, exactly as I mentioned. So the customer was asking to showcase their scenario in the system, and uh, they had it was in this example two thousand forwarding orders uh, to be um, um, created in TM, which. Uh, you can uh, think of it would take a, a lot of time to to do this manually and uh, this has mm-hmm. all been uh, accomplished uh, using the scenario builder so um, we have really really good um, good experience already uh, uh, not only internal but also <laughs> um, um, that things that have been reported by consultants uh, where it was a real benefit that's, that's good to hear mm-hmm. that's very nice yeah okay so it's basically the um, if you created the scenario template once, it's basically the one-click solution <laughs> for deploying the data in the system and use it for tests or demos. Or that's that's the ultimate yeah. goal of the yeah. tool. I mean, okay. we are still not there, so you will still find objects that are not uh, uh, supported by the scenario builder that you would have to create uh, manually, or um, there may be one or the other attribute um, that is uh, not available. Uh, but uh, hopefully, this uh, this effort you would still have is shrinking uh, shrinking over mm-hmm. time. Uh, and so that we really end up with uh, this, what you said, one-click solution that uh, I spent this effort once, uh, I have this template, and I can reuse it uh, as many times uh, as, as, I, as I want. Great. Great to hear. Um, yeah. Uh, so are some other questions open? or um, So I have a 
pretty good understanding of the scenario builder by yes, now. Me too, I right. think that's that's very great. Maybe yeah, maybe we can uh, sum up the main three points uh, of the scenario builder order. Yeah, um, <clears throat> what's basically um, yeah important to know about the scenario builder? Maybe you have some yeah. personal highlights highlights right yeah, exactly so um, if you haven't used it before use it whenever you uh, need uh, test data uh, a large amount of test data we are not talking about one location and one business partner then uh, the setup effort may be maybe too much but uh, if you really want to create uh, a big test scenario and you already already know uh, i'm I only uh, I don't only need it once, but I uh, I have to create it several times. I need it in different systems. Uh, take a look into the scenario builder and check mm -hmm. uh, check out what it's uh, what it's providing to you, and um, yeah, check the documentation also. So we have a really good um, documentation on the help portal available describing um, everything that we uh, talked about today. <laughs> okay, and yeah, maybe we can link that in the in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, so and um, It's really a, a fantastic tool, um, uh, saving you a lot of time. And um, yeah, just try it out. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Matthias, uh, yeah, for welcome. your insights into yeah. the scenario and your explanations. Very, um, very great uh, yeah. to, to know all these things. Yeah. Thanks, Lars, for being here. Yeah. Um, thanks to Felix. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So, so thanks for listening. And... Bye-bye. Hear, hear you the next time, right? Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>